Hello, the internet. I'm Caravel. And I'm Beta. <laughs> Hi, Beta. Hi, Caravel. Uh, you may know me as the proprietor of the Tumblr, pureponypleasure.tumblr.com. And you may know me as Beta. And if you don't, you probably don't know me at all. It happens. Maybe you know me as the girlfriend of Pure Pony Pleasure. <laughs> anyway, this is our new podcast, Marimores. I got the name from some fanfic somewhere because a lot of the names for queer, queer relationships in Equestria are like kind of slurs. Yeah, and like Philly Four kind of sucks. Yeah, it's just, it's not a good word. And I read Marimores somewhere and I really liked it. Yeah. So if any of you happen to know what story it was, Please let me know, because I have totally forgotten, and I should probably give credit where credit is due. Yeah, somebody came up with that somewhere, and it's a really good name. I'm way into it. So, uh, normally I guess the theme song would go here. We don't have one yet. We'll go on some royalty-free site and we'll find something. We did, the, we did the intro and the theme, and now we've got topics. Yeah, so one of the recurring segments that we want to do, do you want to do this right away? Which, I don't know what you're talking about, so yes. The, the, we just did the segment with the episode. Oh yeah, yeah, we can, we can just do that right now. I mean, I, I was expecting us to do like topics first and then like segments later. Yeah, but it's fresh in our minds. That's true, that's true. Anyway, we chose a random episode uh, as the episode of the week. And by, that might be a little ambitious, and by random, we mean we picked two at random, decided we didn't like either of them, and then out of, I don't know if you have all seen this, but Caravel over here has a spreadsheet of how good every episode of the TV show My Little Pony is, and so we only picked from the good ones. Yes, the good or great ones. Yeah, I thought... I thought maybe we should add the bad ones as well so that we could hate talk about them. Maybe another time. Maybe I think for now time. we should do an episode that we like, and we did. We did Sisterhood Social. Yes. Nope. I. <laughs> Hello. Hello. We're not even, there's not even like mic delay. We're literally We're sitting in the in same a... room around my blue Yeti microphone in my living room. Yeah, but whatever. Anyway. Anyway. Note, Sister of Social is notable as the first episode that does not feature Twilight Sparkle. Yeah, I guess Tabitha needed to go get her uh, teeth cleaned or something. You mean Tara Strong? Whatever. They're different. I don't... Tabitha St. Germain is Rarity and Princess Luna. <laughs> I'm not... different people. I know. I know they are. I'm just not very good at things. They both start with T, I yeah. guess, and Twilight starts with a T. It's true. Twilight so... does start with a T. <laughs> these, are, these are facts about the universe we both inhabit. Mm-hmm. These are facts about your friend and mine, Twilight Sparkle. Yes, she is real, she is strong, and she is both of our friends. Yes. I think the first thing that I noticed is how young Sweetie Belle's voice sounds. Yeah, no. It's like cracking. I don't remember exactly how old her voice actress was, but it's like... 11 or 12 yeah it's it's it like cracks all the time and it is very cute the second thing i noticed is that discord isn't in fluttershy's house yet and well, yeah because he's not he's in stone yeah but like god to go back to those halcyon days <laughs> god if only yeah if only discord was still in stone today every time natalie and i watch my little pony we make a joke or i make a joke about Day 471 of being trapped in Fluttershy's house. And then put a door there. It's like that painting with the diner and the no door. You know what I'm talking about. Yeah. You know who else's voice was really good in this? Hondo's accent. <laughs> I'm not really sure what accent it was supposed to be, but it was really good. It was supposed to be Midwestern, I think. Oh, yeah. For sure. Caravel over here really likes my Midwestern accent. It's cute. So, I guess... That is a relatable thing. But. Yeah. Anyway, we were trying to figure out where they went on vacation. I decided on the Wisconsin Dells. 
which is, I guess, where you go if you are Midwestern. And I guess you could on? go to Traverse City also. That doesn't sound like a real place. No? No. Does the Lower Peninsula of Michigan just not exist? First of all, it has to be a horse pun name. Okay. So it would probably be called, give me a second, Trotverse City. Okay. In the Lower Peninsula of... Michigan? I don't Michine? know. I'll have to workshop that yeah, one a little can, bit. You can workshop it. We'll fix it in post. Yeah. Yeah. I don't think we can fix me not being funny in post, but we'll try. You'd be surprised at what you can do with edit- the magic of editing. Yeah. You're going to splice in some reaction shots of Yeah, me? obviously. And I'm going to like, I'm going to add like air horns and various sound effects. Oh my God. We need a soundboard. Next yeah, time, we do. Next episode, we need a soundboard. You can have like, yay. And that's the only sound effect we need. The other thing I want to point out is that I remembered from way back in the day when Caravelle and I were still watching my first run through of My Little Pony. I really didn't like Rarity. Yeah, that's very sad. She's just like, she was just kind of a press and yeah. kind of a jerk. And she like redeems herself at the end of this episode, but it didn't quite make it up for it for me. And it was really not until I started reading really good uh, rarity fan fiction that I came around to her, which I think you will find is a recurring theme with yeah, me. Yeah, which is discovering the love of characters through the magical worlds of fan fiction. Yeah, this is this is one of the sort of unique aspects of my experience with My Little Pony is that I was reading fan fiction before I had seen most of the show, and so in some ways the sort of fanon is the first thing in my mind, and then kind of maybe I remember the canon eventually. So, maybe that gives me a different impression. To some extent, I felt like a few of the things that Sweetdale did, I felt like Rarity's anger was actually pretty reasonable. Like, nearly burning down her kitchen. Yeah, I mean, that wasn't great, but, like, Hondo and Cookie were right there. Like, Yeah, but Rarity's parents are not exactly known as being competent yeah i guess that's functional the other thing that i noticed was that it sort of seems like by season four or five that sweetie bell lives with rarity yeah it's really weird honestly like sometimes i wonder if uh hondo and cookie just like didn't come back (laughs) (laughs) no uh hondo definitely appears in the background of a later episode all right and I, i think they might both appear in a later episode i don't remember but yeah. But yeah, I, I don't think they died in the Dells, but maybe they did. I mean, you know, those those Wisconsin ducks are dangerous. I wouldn't know. They're they're like ducks everywhere else. The yeah. the, the the vehicles, not the not the animal. Oh. I don't know what that is now. No? <laughs> now I'm even more confused. They're like amphibious trucks that turn into boats. What the they... fuck are you talking about? <laughs> I will have to show this to you afterwards. They must be illegal here because they have them in like Boston and Seattle. I have no idea what the fuck you're talking about. They're like surplus World War II Vietnam era like convertible amphibious (laughs) vehicles. And they like, you drive them around on the street and they just fly straight. I'm I'm sorry, I'm too much of a city gal for this. Yeah, yeah, they don't. Like, while you grew up in northern Wisconsin, I grew up in the Hudson Valley region of New York State. Yeah, famous for apples and economic depression. Yeah, well, also dairy. Yeah. Apples, dairy, uh, leave, the leaf changing. Oh, uh, yeah. Scenery, cat skills. I've I've heard of that. um, Antiquing. Okay, so this is a podcast about My Little Pony. Colleges. not a podcast about Upper New York. It's Um, barely even upstate New York. Also, Upper New York. (laughs) This isn't Michigan. We're not going to talk about the UP. The UP. The UP. You trollop. <laughs> the UP. Yeah. Anyway, I have opinions on the Midwest. that We will save those for our other podcast, which is where my Little Pony fans talk about Michigan. We will have that Ask Michigan blog that faves <laughs> all of the My Little Pony content that I post as a guest on it. Yeah, they're, they're pretty great. Anyway, what, what was it you asked them once? I asked them what best pony was, and they said that it was the Mackinac Island pony, which is very in character. I really mm-hmm. mi- admire their commitment to not. Also, I character. think you asked them something like, "Was it was the war over like Toledo oh, yeah. worth it?" The and Toledo- they were like, "Yes." 
the Toledo War was worth it. Everybody was just like, the UP sucks. And then they discovered copper and got super heckin' rich. And basically everybody won except Wisconsin. Eat shit, Wisconsin. Caravelle? <laughs> Beta just gave me the most hurt look I've ever seen. You're gonna have to bleep this out or we'll have to have an explicit tag. <laughs> I don't want to have an explicit tag on iTunes. Are we putting this on iTunes? I was just going to put it on YouTube. Because podcasting hosting is a terrible pit of despair. I have, like, access to computers. Like, I can make this happen. It's true. You do have access to computers. So does Liz. But, anyway. Episode. We were talking about... Mm -hmm. I have notes, because I took notes. I, I also took notes, and my my next note is, who puts carrots in their eggs? That Rarely, is, apparently. That is a good question, and it's really weird, because they didn't show up at the end. It was no. just sunny-side-up eggs that somehow... Yeah, like, I, I could understand if it was, like, an omelet or something, but no, it's just sunny-side-up eggs, and, like, she chopped were, a carrot for no discernible reason. Were they, like, reason. over a bed of carrots? Don't, we don't know. I feel like carrot just is not a common breakfast vegetable, or... Yeah. Vegetable. 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 Which is a economic movement to have uh, wretches leave the European. I don't... That This isn't going to a place. (laughs) I tried my best. I tried my best. We came so far. We tried so so hard. hard. (laughs) (laughs) Excuse me. Now I'm the one who needs the explicit tag. We will. Gonna, you need to, if you get another tattoo, you just need to get an explicit <laughs> tag and put it on your face. I, I am not gonna do that. Okay. So the next thing that I have is: Does everybody remember the Simpsons movie where Bart decides that Flanders should be his new yes. dad? Because yes. that is definitely what I was thinking. This about. is the plot of this episode, basically. Basically, but like. At the same time, I want to point out that this comparison is, like, not really fair. Because Applejack is, like, basically Apple Bloom's mom. Yeah. And, like, of course they do everything together. They basically have the, like, Gilmore Girls aesthetic going on. I've never seen the Gilmore Girls. Well, it's a show about a woman who got pregnant in high school and had a kid And now the kid is in the kid's teens, and the mom is, like, you know, only, like, 10 or, like, 15 years older. And so they have a less parent relationship, but still kind of parenty and very... Basically, I need a all-Apple family Gilmore Girls parody, and I need it right now. Why don't you write it? I am not going to, because I've only (laughs) seen, like, 10 episodes of the Gilmore Girls. It's just not that good. Um, That's life. But... That was sort of what I was thinking about, like... Yeah, it, it's not really comparable. Like, Sweetie has a mom and a dad, and Apple Bloom doesn't. Yeah. Also, I want to point out that if Apple... If uh, Sweetie Belle doesn't like doing all the sort of, like, prissy, quote-unquote... I'm making air quotes. I have to remember that. You can't see the air quotes. If she doesn't like doing all this sort of stuff, what on earth was in all of her luggage? That's a great question, and my answer is frogs. <laughs> Just lots of frogs. <laughs> like... No! It was filled with various kinds of cheese, because they're Midwestern. <laughs> and brats. And brats. And PBR. <laughs> yes, it was filled with... Wait, sweetie can't drink. That's true. So, brats and cheese and deep-fried cheese curds. Mm-hmm. But, like... Okay, deep lore, maybe she actually was moving in, and that's why there's so much stuff. You got a text. I did. I forgot to put my phone on Do Not Disturb. That's okay. I put mine on my couch, on the couch, so that it wouldn't, it wouldn't bother the microphone. Alright, well. We'll fix it in post. Rookie mistakes. <laughs> we can't make that be our joke. <laughs> that's already the joke of every other podcast. Yeah, it's a joke in every other podcast because it's true. All right. Well, if you are hearing this, then we didn't. Yeah, we, we're not fixing anything in post. Do it live. Announcer's voice from... What's that show? Arrested Development. But they didn't. <laughs> <laughs> I've also never seen Arrested Development. It's a show that yeah. exists. Do you watch any shows that don't have cartoon horses in them? Uh, I watch other cartoons. That's good. In general, I don't really watch live-action television. 
Yeah, that's legit. I'm trying to think of like the last one I watched and I <clears throat> legitimately can't think of it. What was up with the grape juice? That's super gross. What what with the grape juice? Like with their hooves, like they at least if you're like hand pressing grape juice, number one, you're gonna ferment it, which is gonna like kill and sanitize it. Mm-hmm. And number two, they wash their feet. Why didn't Apple Bloom My and- assumption is that there is a filter on under the, the top. It's still unsanitary. Also, they're fucking horses. Who cares? <laughs> also, don't lean back, because then you won't get picked up by the mic. That's fair. That's fair. Okay. Okay. Also, I have a quite I have a lot of questions about the sheep. Yeah. <laughs> no, I mean, I feel like that's just a thing in this show. Is just like you remember the North Dakotan cows? Yes. And they're I just do. like, oh, we saw a snake and got right old frightened. And that's how they talk. Yeah, or like there was also like in uh Ghost Busters where they fucking where Twilight is filling Don't the- <laughs> I'm from New York. Try to tell me not to say the F word is like, try to tell me not to breathe. Don't do swears. What the heck, Caravelle? <laughs> Don't swear. <laughs> anyway. Okay. In Ghostbusters, when Twilight does the frickin'... Is that okay? Yeah, that's fine. The, the frickin' uh, water tower thing and fills it with milk from the cows and they're like saying like Midwesternisms. As she milks them. I don't remember that, but <laughs> I maybe have blocked it from my memory. This show has never been super good about, like, like why is... How come that giraffe in the that one episode with Fluttershy's Animal Rescue not sentient? Yeah. Or were they? Were they just, like, at the vet for some reason? Just like for reasons. There are, there are so many mysteries. Like, cows are ungulates... Sheep or ungulates or giraffes ungulates? I don't know anything about giraffes. I don't either. I mean, I could look it up. No, I think that's okay. Okay, we're not going to be that, that. We're not going to be that kind of podcast where okay. it's just like typeity 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 type. I'm in. Yeah, but I don't know. And then there's like also like zebra. Like, where did the zebra come from? Did they realize that Zakora is kind of racist and not do anything with that? Yeah. <laughs> Just a little bit. The fanon is definitely that there is a zebrica, which is also kind of racist. Yeah, it's there's a there's there's some questionable stuff there. My Little Pony, problematic fave, the buffalo. <sighs> Not a decision I would have made. Like yeah. maybe make all of the analogs to human races ponies. And not make them different species, because, like, And it boy, goes to a weird place. Boy, howdy. That was weird. Anyway, this is, we're, this, we're not talking about over a barrel. We're talking about sisterhood social. It's true. It's true. But we are going to be social justice clerics, or whatever class you choose. Uh, yeah, entire. usually cleric. Occasionally paladin. Yeah. I might be I might be a social justice. You can be a bard. That sounds good. I could be a bard. Yeah. Or like a spellcaster. Whenever like Ellie gets her fucking... (laughs) I'm sorry. I just pointed at Caravelle again. Imagine me, if you know what I look like, giving a very disappointed face and pointing every time. You need like a spray bottle. You can just spray me every time I say the F word. Yeah. I will Amazon one of those when I get home. (laughs) Anyway. This episode presented by Amazon. Amazon Prime. Get a 10% discount with promo code not really but i wish <laughs> nature box no uh what was i even talking about we were talking about oh she- yeah ellie we were talking about ellie's D game when that ever gets together i can be a cleric and you can be a you can be a bar all right but before that we were talking about sheep because this as i have I th- reiterated I think- this is a My Little Pony related podcast. I feel like we've we've kind of exhausted the sheep well. Yeah. I think we've mined all we can out of the sheep. How do you mine for sheep? That's a good question. Ah, <laughs> uh, we're bringing back vintage memes here. Yeah. Okay, okay. I have one more point, which is probably not really going to make sense unless you have also very recently watched this episode. Um, Sweetie Belle would probably be really good at buckball. Like, did you see how... She- she caught all of those apples. Yeah, no, she would be very good at it. Yeah, so like instead I, of I mean the thing about Buckball is that that you have to remember is that the unicorn has to use magic. 
And I mean, I guess later on, Sweetie Belle's telekinesis is okay, but... Yeah, I guess that's true. But, like, in the first few seasons, Sweetie Belle can't, like, do telekinesis at all. Yeah, it's true. It's very cute. Sweetie Belle is really cute. Sweetie Belle is really cute. The basic premise of this episode is Rarity leaves approximately 11-year-old unsupervised, expects everything to be fine. Yeah. Like, maybe Sweetie Belle shouldn't have tried to burn down her kitchen, but she was doing what every 11-year-old does when they try to cook. Uh, Please speak for yourself. Pardon moi. (laughs) Just like, she was bored. You didn't give her anything to do. To be fair, the almost burning down the kitchen was, Rarity was still asleep and did not know Sweetie Belle was there. Yeah, but like, Hondo and Cookie probably had it. Hondo and Cookie are probably well used to this. Like, did you see how they chowed down into that food like it was nothing? I mean, it seems like Cookie is, like, not also not a very good cook. Like, I've been giving her lessons after Rarity is like, I didn't know you could burn juice. I really love the gag of, like, Ovi gets applesauce and it's toast. <laughs> it's like, that's like a an early season Simpsons kind of gag. Yeah, yeah. My Little Pony does, like, prop comedy really well. Yeah. I mean, especially with Discord, it's just a shame about everything else about Discord. Yeah. Yeah. We haven't watched the new Discord episode yet. We're kind of, like, putting it off. Yeah, Discord and Harmony or whatever. Ugh. We, we kind of skipped it for now, and we'll go back to it later. But At some whatever. point. At some point, for completion's sake. I'm sorry I said that word again. <laughs> We're going to be trying to avoid spoilers for stuff that is like not really out yet yeah that's true we will not talk about that too much anyway uh another thing i have noticed is like the line or maybe applejack should be your sister so they can teach you and the look applejack gives is very good (laughs) just kind of like that'd be fucking god (laughs) only swears can communicate how i feel right now yeah, yeah. I mean, Applejack and Rarity are gay and dating. Yeah, so Applejack was like, that would be somewhat odd. Yeah. Also, the look Applejack gave Sweetie Belle when Sweetie Belle is just like, I'm gonna be Applejack's sister now, was kind of, uh... Maybe now isn't the right time to propose. <laughs> or maybe it is the right time. It's just like, it's really setting the stage for Scootaloo and Rainbow Dash. Being like, can I be your sister? It's good shit. They can just... (laughs) (laughs) We're gonna need, like, a counter for how many times I curse when I'm not supposed to. Yeah. Yeah. Am I actually bleeping all of this out? What if I made you do that? It Uh, would probably teach you very quickly that you shouldn't do swears. It would not teach me at all. Well... We'll see. We'll see. I mean, I don't think it's a big deal if we say an F word sometimes or frequently. Yeah. Yeah. We can put a warning at the beginning of the episode. Like, hey, if you're a small, don't listen to this unless, like, your parents aren't around. In which Also, case, this, this show, show isn't, isn't for fillies. <laughs> which I mentioned so that all of the foals out there will know how cool they are for watching. What's up, you cool foal? <laughs> this, this show brought to you by my brother, my brother, and me. A podcast for the modern era. <laughs> Can you tell that that is the only podcast that I listen to these days? I mean, the Adventure Zone. The Adventure Zone, true. The Adventure Zone a, is the only podcast I really listen to. It's not a Talking Heads show. No. All right. Have we have we mined all of the Sisterhood social? Do all of Applejack's similes involve apples or apple-derived products? Discuss in the comments. Uh, are we going to have comments? Because I don't think we should have comments. No, we will We will not have comments. That's the joke. Oh. I'm telling a joke funny. Ah, I got it. I got I'm it. I'm telling a humor. Every single time Applejack makes a countryism, in my head I hear that line from, what's that episode called? The first one was Starlight. Yeah. Where Applejack loses her countryisms with her cutie mark, which is amazing it's a really good gag it's like one of the best gags from that whole episode yeah the 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 cutie map is not great and i'm really not a big fan of it but there are some good bits in there i mean yeah 
I don't think there is a single episode of My Little Pony, except that episode which shall not be named, Mm -hmm. that doesn't have some redeeming stuff. Yeah. Like, even the episodes that we have both really hated have had some funny bits in them. Yeah. What's an episode that we have both really hated? Heterosexuality Awareness Week. Oh, yeah. Well, even that had, like, the gag at the end that was really good. No, what is... I mean, you could pull up your spreadsheet. pull up Hell. That's the name of the spreadsheet. The spreadsheet is, in fact, labeled Hell. If you back us on Patreon, you will get access to Caravelle's Hell spreadsheet. Well, okay. Fine. I'll I'll fucking pay gate it. I don't care. I cursed again. You did. Uh, what about... Uh, I almost said it again. <laughs> 28 pranks later. That episode is bad. That's a bad episode. Bad. I can't think of a thing I liked about it. I mean, I guess it's been a while since we watched Yeah, it. the problem with this is that I feel like, at least for the early seasons, you've watched them all like four or five times. Yeah. Most of these episodes I've only seen once. Well, clearly you need to watch some more. Well, we only have to do 143 episodes of the show and we'll get through all of them. Nice. All right. Well, if we if we've mined Sisterhood Social for all it's worth, do you want to move on to our next segment? Yeah. What's our next segment? Uh, why don't we just do the the recurring segments in a row? Oh we'll yeah, do yeah, ship yeah, of yeah. The ship of the week. Yeah. So we have a big old list of, and by big old I mean twenty because we have a twenty sided die right yeah, here. Yeah, I have a d twenty because I'm a nerd. So you are recording a My Little Pony podcast with me. I think some things go without saying. <laughs> It's true. Anyway, I've got 20 ships on a spreadsheet. Uh, I'm going to roll a die, and whatever we get, we're going to talk about. Let's do this. 17. 17. Apple pie. Apple pie. Apple pie. I feel like most people's... The most Carmen argument I hear against this ship is that technically... Applejack and Pinky are cousins. They might be. They might be. But they very, might technically very, the, be cousins. The thing is, is that they're extremely distant cousins. Like, the way Twilight or Pinky described it or whatever at the beginning of the episode was so completely far removed that Pinky might as well not be related to her at all. Yeah, it's true. Like, I would bet that if you went back far enough, like, all of the ponies are related. Like, yeah. we don't know... We can go into estimating the population of Equestria later, but I think the fact that the that the Canterlot train station only has one platform means that this is not a universe with millions and millions of inhabitants. Let me show you my Canterlot map for city skylines. <laughs> I would play that. I mean, anyway. So, I think probably... Everyone is kind of a little bit related, and I don't think that's big that big a deal. Yeah, like, if you were shipping Applejack and Big Macintosh, that would be gross, and you shouldn't do that. And if you do that, you should turn off this podcast right now and leave. Yes, you should. Um, but if you ship Big Mac and... What's her face? The what? pie sister? Marble. If, yeah, if you ship... If you said Big Mac and Marble, number one, congratulations, you are one of the creators of the hit television show My Little Pony Friendship is Magic. And number two, like, whatever. Who yeah. cares? Anyway. Well, I'm, I'm glad we've, we've, we've cleared that. Yeah. Uh, the, everybody. the argument about they see the, each other more like family, that's I feel a like the thing. main six all see each other as family, you know? Like, yeah. they, they kind of established that in Super Sweet Cider's Super Squeeze Cider. Super Easy Cider Squeezy 2000. Thank you. You're welcome. Uh, but I, I feel like, yeah, that's kind of how I feel. Yeah. It. I mean, people say the same thing about, like, Flutter Dash. And Flutter Shy and Rainbow Dash are both definitely gay for each other. Yeah, like, no, like, absolutely. Like, that's basically canon. As yeah. I'm sure, like, Bobby Shorter could tell you. Yeah, so... This, this episode brought to you by Super Lesbian Animal RPG preemptive game of the year edition (laughs) (laughs) no that's the that's that's bobby shorter super lesbian horse rpg preemptive game of the year edition i thought it was bobby shorter presents oh yeah i'm sorry i'm sorry bobby (laughs) for short for short anyway what are the good things about this ship i think the best fic that i've read about this is probably from cloudy skies because cloudy skies is amazing but Cloudy Skies writes the best Pinkie Pies in All my right. IMO. Cloudy Skies, if you ever listen to this, I love you. Call me. <laughs> she made a heart with her hand, so that's how you know she's serious. 
but the ship is good mm-hmm. and the ship is cute because Applejack and Pinkie Pie are both Earth ponies, but mm-hmm. they experience being Earth ponies in such drastically different ways. And like, imagine them cooking together. Yeah. Imagine like Applejack showing Pinkie how to fuck. Imagine. <laughs> Trumpet. <laughs> Can't say that on the internet. Anyway, there are a lot of words that the fandom has ruined for us, and Buck is one of those words. Don't get me started on plot. Clop. Clop is fine. Clop doesn't come up that often. It comes up pretty often. Yeah. In my in my experience, in my IME. Yeah. Anyway, teaching her to Apple Buck, All like. Right. Them hanging out and, like, snuggling mm-hmm. in Pinky's secret party cave, cooking together again. <laughs> ah, it's so good. It's good. Like, like I mean, like, Applejack and Pinkie Pie baking together sometimes is, like, a thing in canon. And I don't know. I feel like with any combination of the main six, you can get, like, a lot of interesting stuff. Like, a lot of stuff that they do together. And I feel like... I feel like Apple Pie is one of the less explored ships, but it's still extremely good. Yeah, and I also just think about the different kinds of families that the two of them have, because Mm -hmm. Pinkie Pie is not as strange, for sure. Like, she goes back to see her family pretty often, but it's a... It's not pretty often, I guess. It's a once in a while thing. Like, she cares about her family and she loves her sisters, but, like, she's not back there very often. Whereas Applejack literally can't imagine leaving her farm and leaving her family behind. Yeah. Or is at the same time, like, Applejack doesn't have any parents, and arguably Pinky has, like, two sets of parental figures. Yeah. Because if we're counting the cakes. Yeah, that's a good point. Like, um, like, I mean, Pinky's relationship with the cakes is, like, a little bit of master and apprentice, like, an apprentice baker, and, like, a little bit of, like, kind of a a parental, kind of, like, substitute parental figures. I feel like that's sort of the, like, classic, like, 17th, 18th century thing, is mm-hmm. that you left your parents to go apprentice somewhere at a relatively young age, and they did sort of take over the, like, parental figure role, you usually mm-hmm. lived with them. Also... I want to point out that, like, whatever the heck a rock farm is, Pinky used to be a farmer. Yes. And so they have that in common, too. Imagine Applejack having some really stubborn, like, boulders mm-hmm. in a field and Pinky showing her how to remove them. Imagine Pinky applying new fertilizer techniques or analyzing the soil around Applejack's <laughs> farm so that her plants grow better. Imagine... Imagine them cuddling together. <laughs> You're too gay for this. I am too. I'm too gay for all of this stuff. It's okay. If you ever listen to Caravel and I just sort of watching the pony show, you will hear us squeeing loudly basically from start to finish. It really depends on the episode. It's true. Like some episodes are less squee worthy than other episodes. Yeah, but there's a lot of, I love the horses! It's Caravel! Except we use our real names. Yeah. Usually. I haven't slipped up on that yet. No, I haven't either. I'm kind of proud of myself. We're talented. We're good at this. We're professionals. Mm Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Are you getting paid? I'm not getting paid. I'm not getting paid. Uh, let me think. I I feel like I had something, apple pie, and I lost it. I don't know. I like the the headcanon of, like... Or, like, I need, I mean, like, the basic idea isn't really a headcanon, like, of Earth ponies being kind of connected to the ground. Mm-hmm. And I feel like Applejack and Pinkie Pie display this in different ways, where Pinkie Pie knows more about, like, earth, soil, and stone and stuff, and Applejack knows more about, like, plants and life mm-hmm. kind of stuff, and I feel like they work really well together. Yeah. Also, Pinkie Pie can, like, basically has Roger Rabbit magic. Yes. Which is that she can do magic, but only if it would be funny. Yes. That's a good movie. Yeah. Anyway, I've 
I've seen that explicitly brought up before in a fanfiction, and that is basically all I think about with Pinkie Pie now. So, you know, it's it's the sort of thing where, like, probably she could never actually use magic, quote-unquote, to help Applejack, like, harvest her apples, but I don't know. I don't know where I was going with that. I, I have no idea where you're going with that. Anyway, it's a good ship. It's a good ship. All of the ships are good. That's not true. No, that's not there true. Are, there are some bad ships out there. Most of the gay ships are good. Yes, most of them. Most of them. Probably some bad ones in there. There definitely are some bad ones in there, like Scooty Dash. I don't want to hear those words. All right, I will stop saying those Do words. Do not ever say that word if ever again. If you ship Scooty Dash, we are ship shaming you. Yes, we are. you are being ship shamed. Yeah. I am doing the shame gesture with my finger at the microphone. I almost said camera. It's not a camera. Also, Carousel, you are also being ship-shamed, but for different reasons. <laughs> I just feel like it's important to note that. You are my friend, but also, no. <laughs> All right. She doesn't, so she doesn't ship Scootadash, though. That's is, true. There's a point in her favor. That's true. So now that we have finished the call-out segment. The call-out segment. Call-out post Crickus. You know what you did. That's actually in the notes for this show. Oh, yeah. Is in the podcast. In the podcast. We had ideas for segments. One of them was fanfic reviews, and one of them was, why, Crickus, why did you make the horses sad corner? Yeah. I think I originally called it the shame Crickus corner. Yeah, but I actually really like them, and so I'm not going to- No, Crickus is a great person. I just don't read any of their fanfiction. Some of it's really good, though. I read the, I read the Twilight Velvet one, and I read the- or not Twilight <laughs> Yeah, the Twilight Velvet and Celestia one. Yes. And I read the other one. That was, what was it? Flutterjack? Appleshy? What was it? I don't remember. Whatever. It was good. It was good. I liked it. I'm pretty sure it was Appleshy. It was some good shit. Alright. Uh, why don't we take a brief break? and get more water and use the restroom and stuff and when we get back we will talk more about horses yeah i think normally there would be like a commercial break or something or like a song yeah we don't really have anything like that so use your imagination for from your perspective uh probably there's not really any point i mean i I might put some royalty free music oh man we're gonna buy some really good ten dollar music the best music that tens of dollars can buy lockdown baby <laughs> all right I don't get this reference at all we'll be right back giantbob.com <laughs> we'll be right back for the moment you'll be there for me at the end of the day all the colors of summer faded through we can start on the Hello and welcome back to Marimores. I'm Caravel. And I'm Beta. And we're here again. Yeah. We we came back just like we said we would. We keep our word like that. Mm-hmm. The spiritual Applejacks. You can trust us. Yeah. So this part this part of the show is a little gonna be a little less structured. Um we got a whole bunch of topics. Uh but I sort of wanted to start out with something that I think about a lot which is trans metaphors in the My Little Pony universe. Yeah. I mean, if you couldn't tell already, this is like a queer My Little Pony podcast. I feel like if you've gotten this far, you understand that, but also that's like what we're going to be talking about. Yeah, we want to... Mostly we did the first couple episodes from a... Or the first episode analysis from, you know, there wasn't really any romance, there wasn't a lot of shipping in it, but we do want to analyze the queer themes in My Little Pony or more often lack, lack thereof. thereof um and the definitely not at all lack thereof in fan fiction yes and just the fandom in general so one of the one of the sort of first times that i noticed um this sort of trans imagery was the uh 
the cutie remark. Yeah, or no, your no, theme, no, your What's theme, it called? magical mystery cure. Magical mystery cutie cure. remark is the bad time travel episode. Yeah, that's true. That's true. The episode <laughs> is so weird. That's a weird episode. Anyway. Anyway, magical mystery cure. If if this if you don't remember what it is or you don't know at all what I'm talking about, basically everybody gets their every pony. Every, excuse me. Every every brony. <laughs> <laughs> no all right every pony gets their cutie marks switched around so uh rainbow has fluttershy's cutie mark fluttershy has uh pinkie pie's cutie mark etc etc he has applejack's applejack has rarities rarity has rainbows yes twilight still has hers yeah because she was the one who fucked it all up she was the one that screwed it all up thank you <laughs> um and i think this is uh this is a really sort of palpable thing for yeah. them. Like, your cutie mark is essentially a thing that is assigned to you, but it is assigned to you not as sort of a... It's not a social role that's been picked out for you. It's it's a manifestation of the very core of your being. Exactly. And so it's something core to your very essence in a lot like a gender might be. Yeah. And these ponies suddenly find themselves with a cutie mark that does not match their sort of core selves. And I think that's sort of why they're so conflicted about it. Yeah. Like, if the cutie mark was just, you have this special talent, then, like, Applejack would have been amazing at making dresses. Yeah. And Pinkie Pie would have been um, farming up a storm and all of that, but... They were all miserable. Yeah, and I like, don't... they were trying to do their best, but they were trying to almost perform what their cutie mark is. Like, rather, they didn't have that internal sense of what they needed to do. So Rarity was, like, making checkerboard patterns with the clouds, and that makes no sense. But it was because she was, like, trying, she was, like, trying to perform her cutie mark, but couldn't do it in a way that was satisfactory. Yeah, it was still it was still rarity and she was doing her best but she was still rarity and rarity is not good at cloud busting. Yeah, it's a technical skill that she does not have. Yeah, and likewise, you know, Rainbow Dash was miserable but she wanted to help yeah. all of the animals. She was doing her best to try to take care of the animals but she could not do it. That's not who she is. And one of the things that I think people really mistake when they try to describe dysphoria to cis people is they say, you know, you might say to a cis man, imagine if you were a woman mm -hmm. and nobody believed you. But yeah, it's really, it's more like you're you're a man. What if nobody believed you that you were one? Yes, it's sort of easier to empathize with if it's. So you're the thing you are now. You get that. Everybody gets that. What if everybody else didn't get it? Yeah. And it sure seemed like the townspeople in that episode, they didn't notice that this thing was wrong. Yeah. They weren't just like, Fluttershy, what are you doing? Where's Pinkie Pie? They yeah. were just kind of grumpy and sad. And so it was basically like, we expect you to be good at this thing and you're not mm -hmm. why aren't you good at this yeah um and i think that's a very a very poignant very poignant metaphor mm -hmm. i do not think it was intentional no it absolutely wasn't uh i don't think the 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 writers of my little pony could create a solid queer metaphor if one showed up right in front of them and bit them on the nose yeah which it did basically yeah it literally basically did um, they basically just, like, stumbled completely by accident into, into an incredible trans metaphor, and I feel like if they had known, it would have been a million times worse. Exactly, exactly. Like, the episode that Chow Moppy named. Yeah, we're not gonna talk about that episode. I mean, I feel like we're gonna have to talk about it at some point. I guess, but I don't want to talk about it right now. We have to talk about the fact that it exists, mm -hmm. and how it is a failure to the queer community. It's which... a failure... It is just a really big, just kind of middle finger to My Little Pony's extremely large queer community. So, a that, queer strands. Yeah, a queer strands. That's my that's my term. Mm -hmm. I have been trying to make it catch on. So, if you don't like Brony, if you don't like Pegasister, uh, and you're a queer person, 
Equestrians. Mm-hmm. Bishop is friendship.tumblr.com. <laughs> There's some hyphens in there, isn't there? Nope. No? Okay, yeah. No, that's your other one. No, my other one is tumblr.stillinbeta.com. Tumblr.stillinbeta.tumblr.com. <laughs> no. That's what you said. <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, anyway. we'll fix it. <laughs> there will be links in the description. Yeah. So yeah, I, I, the first time I watched that episode, I was like, ah, that's that's me. That's I get it. I and get like, it. I had uh, I had already come out and transitioned by the time I picked up My Little Pony. But mm-hmm. Caravelle, on the other hand, had not. Yeah, uh, I started watching My Little Pony when I was in high school. Uh, like at the beginning of the series, um, I was not out of a closet. I barely had a sense of like what it meant to be trans. Like, I didn't start transitioning until like April of 2016, and I didn't start presenting as female until August of that year. So it's a relatively recent thing for me. But also, but I mean, I feel like this is almost a topic for another yes. time. Like my relationship with my little pony and gender but i feel like it is definitely a narrative that a lot of other uh trans women can kind of empathize with and i wonder about its use as sort of a a tool for explaining the sort of issues that we experience Mm -hmm. to other people like the imagine if your gender was wrong only gets you so far Mm -hmm. because you can't basically there's a reason that so many cis people think oh i don't really care about gender use whatever pronouns it is that you want because it just it's hard to understand something so innate about yourself being incorrect if you haven't been there yeah it's it's really it's 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 complicated and all right i have another good metaphor that i have really only seen in fanon but there's not really any particular reason that it couldn't be in canon. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's the sort of... There's a very common fanfiction trope about a changeling that has basically just gone native. Mm-hmm. Like, they have assumed the role of a pony in pony society. They don't care about the changeling hive. They don't care about, like, you know, they're getting just enough love to survive off of. But... They are basically equestrians in everything but name. Mm -hmm. So, yeah. Basically, every one of these stories, there is a dramatic climax where this is revealed to be the case. Usually it's known to us, the audience, but not to the characters, and especially not to the characters' significant other. Um, And I think this is a very good metaphor for a different part of the trans experience, which is the act of coming out after you have been what's known as stealth mm-hmm. uh do you want to explain stealth? i i can explain the concept of stealth which is that um you present as female and you quote unquote pass for cis very well and you just go through life and the average person does not know you are trans you are not open about it you don't really tell new people you meet yeah so one of the big differences between um being sort of queer and being trans is that coming out can mean two completely different things for a trans person the first coming out is when you transition when you tell your friends these are this is my new name these are my new pronouns i'm going to start dressing differently i'm going to be taking these hormones that sort of thing um but there's also once you have transitioned and once you have sort of established yourself you don't have to go around and wearing it on your sleeve that you have transitioned, that you are a trans person. Um, and you will probably get through a lot of day-to-day interactions with most people not knowing. Mm-hmm. Um, obviously, there is an amount of privilege to me saying this. Um, I think most people would say that I pass pretty well. We will have to deconstruct passing in a future episode. Yeah. Um, but... I would say that a lot of people I interact with do not know that I am a trans person. I go out of my way to make it known that I am, Yeah. but plenty of people in my position wouldn't, and they might go on a couple of dates with someone before mentioning this. Mm-hmm. They might wait until it was they wanted to become intimate with someone before mentioning this. And I think the changeling thing is a really 
is a really good metaphor because it's often something that the changeling is very ashamed of. Mm-hmm. They're very sort of, oh, I they're going to hate me. They're going to resent me. I can't believe it. Why did I, why did I even bother trying to do this? And it's it's heartbreaking. Yeah, because I can I can see what it's you like understand. to be there. Um, and it would be really interesting to see something like that in the show. Like, when I'm, I have written trans fan fiction, and I don't feel a reason to use these metaphors. Because when I am writing, like, Equestria has gender. Mm -hmm. I don't have to use being a Pegasus versus a unicorn as a metaphor for gender. Because I can just use gender. Yeah, like, gen- gender already exists in the world of My Little Pony. Yeah. Um, there are very strongly gender roles in this world. But if you want to get things below the radar of the censors, which is a common thing that cartoons try to do these mm-hmm. days, they want to slip these narratives in. These showrunners care about this sort of thing. This is how you do it. You can't just like come straight out and say oh yeah fluttershy used to be a cult um you have to be sort of subtle about these things now i don't actually think the writers of my little pony should do this because i don't trust them yeah they do they would absolutely fuck it up real bad no just you know like what? i that, fucked up right there that was fair that was fair that that was called for yeah um like i really i really do not trust the showrunners with any kind of nuance of anything like i enjoy the show a lot but i don't feel like the show is necessarily good at tackling any kind of social issue yeah but this would be this would be something that could exist in the canon Mm -hmm. um and I think the sort of things that they've done with the changeling so far are interesting although it seems like they have sort of taking it in a different direction as mm-hmm. of late it they took it in a direction that i feel is not especially interesting yeah but... i mean there's certainly a metaphor about being uh assimilationist versus sort of out and proud mm-hmm. um yeah this is definitely feels more like an assimilationist narrative than one in canon yeah i mean i feel like you could sort of argue it both ways i don't know, know. like the idea is I mean, I think one of the things that bothers me most about, like, the changelings when they become nice, because it's like, oh, wait, you can just love each other and, like, love others and they'll love you and stuff, Mm -hmm. is that they, like, physically transform. Yeah. And to be, like, more palatable looking, I guess, and it really kind of rubs me the wrong way. Yeah, I hadn't thought about that like that, but you're absolutely right. Like, they look more like ponies now. Yeah. And... That's sketchy. Anyway, so... Maybe we're not going to see this sort of story that much no. anymore because the changelings have done this. Yeah. And now they, you know, look like they're made entirely out of gummy candy. I like gummy candy. I do too. But I don't like changelings as gummy candy. No. But there is room for these sorts of trans narratives mm-hmm. in there. Um, I wrote a very short story, which I didn't even put up on um, fiction about uh beta your oc yes my oc also me i am beta <laughs> beta the horse yeah horse yeah beta. i don't think we're gonna do this podcasting character no that, doesn't that really, would be weird as doesn't, hell doesn't really make much sense um but i wrote a story about her because when i originally designed her she was a unicorn um and i eventually decided i wanted her to be a pegasus and so i wrote about her going to celestia and presenting her case about i i want to have this change which was basically just the process of obtaining therapy letters to go through hormone therapy and surgery and in in my story it was very strongly implied that she had done this previously for her sex basically Mm -hmm. um and there are a lot of these i would like to talk about this some other time the various um headcanons and experiences that trans ponies in equestria might have mm-hmm. um do you think that uh hrt and stuff in equestria is informed consent i would like to believe that it is yeah but 
It's sort of hard to tell. It's also very confusing. What does, you know, in a world with magic, what does any of this stuff look like? Yeah. Um, like there is a like if if you remember in the episode Magic Duel, the one where Tricky yeah. comes back, there's the like gender swap spell yeah or whatever that is mentioned like no one in the episode actually successfully performs it yeah twilight fakes it but it is like a known thing that exists yeah which is where i got my headcanon that only celestia was powerful enough to uh actually pull this off because Mm -hmm. i think it's pretty clear that she's the most powerful one in the show um Depending on your thoughts about Starlight Glimmer. <laughs> I My thoughts about Starlight Glimmer is that she's not as strong as Celestia. Yeah. Um, but anyway, I it wasn't really so much a metaphor so much as a parallel. But mm-hmm. like, I can I can definitely see ponies in Equestria being like, no, I'm, I'm actually an earth pony. I just want to do farming and that sort of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, and I also think that there's probably a bunch of fear-mongering about they just you know, they just want to be unicorns so they can be powerful and control yeah. and stuff. Um, those are my those are my thoughts about queer parallel narratives. Yeah. And some other time I will talk about real life trans narratives <laughs> in Equestria because I don't know if you know, but I wrote a story about this. It was, um, it was pretty good. I liked it. I it was my it was my first horror story, and it seems relatively popular. Um, I feel like there's definitely a lot to talk about and discuss there, mm-hmm. but whether we necessarily want to spend the entire rest of the episode discussing it, I feel like we can probably get another topic in, and this yeah. is really like a whole other. I feel like this is going to be this is going to be one of hopefully this becomes a recurring thing. Yeah. All right. Um. So when you want you want to select your next topic? Yeah. Why don't I look through this list? We prepared for this. We prepared. Why don't we just fucking... <laughs> Sorry. Why don't we just frickin' discuss the movie trailer? Yeah. Um. Because that was released about a week ago. I don't know when this is going to go up, but there's the recent uh, trailer for My Little Pony the movie coming out in October, I think. I'm going to let you go first because I think you have feelings. About I have some feelings about My Little Pony the movie, which is that it looks pretty good and i like the animation is actually really nice i know some people aren't as big on it it's not like as quote-unquote clean as the kind of uh puppet flash animation that they use in the actual show but at the same time i think it conveys a lot of personality and it's really pleasant to look at but also the main thing i want to talk about is my beautiful wife tempest shadow and i love her so much oh my god she's like the perfect character She's just, she has this edgelord unicorn with dark colors and a scar and a broken horn. And she's voiced by Emily Blunt and I love her. Yeah, I, this is in fact what I thought Caravelle would talk about. <laughs> I love Tempest Shadow. She's perfect. I want her to learn about the magic of friendship and I want her to kiss some, some girls. Yeah can't wait for the fanfiction about her. I can't wait for the Caravelle Tempest Shadow fanfiction. <laughs> <laughs> Me neither. I can't wait for you to write it. <laughs> I feel like self-insert fanfiction is like crossing a line that I'm not ready to cross yet. Miss Beta Princess Autumn. Listen. <laughs> Autumn isn't me. <laughs> Autumn hasn't kissed any of the horses either. You are planning to have Autumn kiss some of the horses. I have thought about it. <laughs> At least one of the horses. Yeah. Some of the horses might be kissed. Anyway, I, um, the first, the first sort of, like, watch through of the trailer, I was honestly a little skeptical about the animation. Um, I think I've come around. I think I have, you know, just seen enough gifts of it and of ponies being cute and mm-hmm. squishy and adorable yeah i really like how squishy they are yeah the, it's the just movie. like it's just like they always look like little marshmallows but like now, now they now they act like marshmallows yeah. too there was this one really amazing gif of Pinkie pie from like the teaser trailer Pinkie pie just like bouncing up and being excited and it was the... so good like the way their little hoovesies squish yeah it's good it's good 
I'm looking forward to it. I think probably the plot is going to be pretty predictable. Yeah, and, and I, I imagine a lot of, there's going to be a lot of boring humor. Yeah. Uh, is all the rage in these kids' films these days. Yeah, it's just like, wow, like, we got reference here. There's like Tempest Shadow's sidekick who's named like Grubber or something, yeah. and he's super seems super boring. Okay, but also, lesbian griffin pirates. I, I think she's actually like a parrot. And I'm like, the griffins exist, <laughs> and but I don't, I don't really know. She seems more bird, and I see her listed as like a a parrot. Okay, but if there are just bird races in Equestria, I am here for that. Yeah, I know. And like, also, she's voiced by Zoe Saldana, which is some good shit right there. Some good shit right there. <laughs> S word. Ah. Caravel. Beta. Caravel. Beta. Maybe that should be. The art for this show is just you cursing and me looking <laughs> skeptical at you. That's a running gag. That's our that's our running joke. It's mm-hmm. that you shouldn't do swears. Maybe maybe like episode three hundred, we will have one that doesn't need the explicit tag. <laughs> <laughs> Somehow, Caravel managed to contain herself. Yeah. So I don't know. I feel like I don't have that many thoughts about the My Little Pony movie trailer. Like I'm gonna go see it. Yeah, I'm I mean, probably well, gonna go see it day of. I might wear cosplay to my screening that I'm going to go the day of. I'm going to go with you, and I'm going to, if you go in cosplay, I'm going to pretend that I don't know you. <laughs> I don't think I'm capable of doing that. I think I want to smooch you too much. Anyway, it's it's going to be good. I think that probably on our scale, it's going to be a yellow or a light green. I think it's going to be a light green. I think it's possible it could be a dark green. I think I'm more optimistic about it than you are. Yeah, I think I think you are. I just saw the plot, and I was just like... I mean, like, eh. luckily, like, Megan McCarthy is involved, and, like, while she is not a perfect writer, she did write Rainbow Rocks. That's true. Which is the ultimate the, piece, the, no, the penultimate piece of horse media. What's the ultimate piece? The difference between us. Oh, yeah. It's the ultimate piece of canon horse media. Yeah. Robin, if you're listening to this. We love you. Yes. And the difference between us is the best piece of horse media that anybody has ever created. It's very good. And you're up against Spellbound Fireflies. Mm-hmm. I still haven't read Spellbound Fireflies. You should read Spellbound Fireflies. I know. It's so good. I know. You should read Spellbound Fireflies too, audience member. It's really you, good. You should read Spellbound Fireflies. Spellbound Fireflies. Subliminal messages. Spellbound Fireflies. <laughs> Anyway, uh, I don't know. There's also, like, the Sia pony who's cute. Yeah. Yeah. And I think Kristen Chenoweth is in it. I like that Spike has to be a puppy fish. <laughs> yeah, I know. That's real good. <laughs> I the just... Boy, like, they get all they get the VC ponies and Spike is just a... Fu- I caught myself that time. You did. You're learning. Spike is just a freaking puffer fish, and it's pretty great. Also, Spike is a trans girl. Yes. I decided. Yeah. I, this is... We have a lot of head cannons. I think yeah. the most consistent are that Sunset Shimmer is trans. Yeah, Sunset Fluttershy. Shimmer is trans. Fluttershy is definitely trans. Marble Pie is trans. And uh, Spike is an egg. Yes. Maybe Twilight will magic overload again and hatch him. I get it. We're pointing at each other and doing that A face. <laughs> I you keep can't rem- see it. I keep remembering that you can't can't see me. You can't sh- see us. Am I over here? Am I over here? This isn't being gonna be released in stereo, so that joke made no sense. Yeah, maybe we can get one of those programs that makes you like everywhere. Around. Yeah. Anyway, um, I think we're running out of steam on the My Little Pony movie trailer. I yeah. should have watched it again, and then maybe I would have had more That's thoughts okay. on it. But I don't. I, I think it. I think it looks cute. Yeah. If I like it's gets good. hit by a cake, there's sea ponies. I'm gay. I am so gay. I'm, I'm really here for the gay. horses. Do we want to do one more topic? Maybe. Um. Or do you What's think our we're time? Good? I think we could wrap up. Uh, we're a little over an hour, at about a, an hour and ten. All right. Um, why don't we call it here? All right. Um. Anyway, uh, thank you so much for listening to the inaugural episode of our podcast. It's thank you prob- so much for listening all the way to the end. Yeah. No. Especially, you should get an award for that. But you won't. There'll be a little chivo that pops up on your screen. Yeah. It's just like right. first episode. Yeah. And I mean. The, the editing and the sound and the stuff might be a little rough, and I apologize for that in the future. Uh, this is the... Excuse me. This is the first time I've used this mic. 
This is the first time I've used the setup. I've done a lot of audio and like recording stuff in the past, but this is relatively new to me. Uh, also, my computer is having some problems. If you hear a grinding in the background. I mean, I'll, I'll, I'm going to edit that out. Caravel insists that you can't hear the grinding, but... It, it doesn't show up on Audacity. All right. Anyway, thank you very much for listening. I've been Beta. I've been Caravel. I continue to be Caravel, even though I'm gone. Yeah. Do you have... Ob- it's important to have object permanence. Yeah, it is. Um, we don't have a cool in-joke that we can sign out of our thing yet but we'll come up with one yeah so uh anyway if you like this uh you should let us know and i would love 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 to do like a mailbag section yeah so if you send asks to pureponypleasure.tumblr.com uh i and you say that it's for the podcast i can squirrel those away for the next episode absolutely and we will discuss the 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 heck out of them yes um all right. Au revoir. Mm-hmm. Good night, everybody. <laughs> Every pony. God damn it! Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>